Welcome into the Arc Sports Business Podcast. This is episode 26. Here we are at the end of December, kind of rounding out 2020. Uh, what a year it's been. And in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the Tinkoff Pro Cycling Team. So, of course, this was Tinkoff Pro Cycling Team. It was Team Saxo Bank, Tinkoff Saxo Bank. And it has its roots all the way back in 1996. So, we're going to take you back there now. So, in 1996, the sort of structure of the team was formed. It was a Danish team. It was a group of Danish businessmen, some perform, some former professional cyclists, as well as Bianu Reese, who was actually still a professional cyclist when this was formed in autumn of 1996. He was still a professional cyclist for Team Telecom. He had actually just won the Tour de France as the leader of Team Telecom. Of course, Jan Oerk was his teammate. Jan Oerk finished second. And then the following year, there would be a battle. And uh, of course, Jan Ulrich would emerge victorious in the 1997 tour. But at the time, Bjarne Ries, who was from Denmark, had just won the tour and was involved in forming this team. Team started as a uh, sort of below pro tour level team, moved its way up. And then, of course, it became, you know, Team CSC. And in the year 2000, Bjarne Ries uh, had retired from cycling and became came to the helm of the team. He was a part owner and, be, and came to the helm. Uh, if you'll remember, Team CSC, you know, it had great success. Actually, you know, throughout history, this team had great success. But Team CSC, when Biano Reese took it over, so Biano Reese took over in the year 2000, and uh, they had great success. He had many, many riders do a lot of great things. Won the tour several times with his riders uh, throughout uh, history. Had many podiums, Grand Tour wins, and interestingly, he. Got a former Danish Ranger Corps soldier to come on as an advisor. And of course, they did these carrying boats overhead and all these kinds of things that they did in the Danish military. They did in, in Team CSC as team building things in the offseason. And the results seemed to be pretty good on the, on the road. So every year, even again, and this is a recurring theme, even with its great success on the road, there still was this constant search for sponsors year after year after year. Till in 2013, uh, ultimately sort of, although uh, Tinkoff was involved, it ultimately came to a situation where in 2013, Oleg Tinkoff, who the Russian billionaire businessman who was behind Tinkoff Bank, Tinkoff Credit Services, actually purchased the team from Reese uh, for reportedly between four and a half and 6 million euros and kept Reese on as the leader on the road, per se, you know, the leader of operations, basically the CEO, team manager of the team, kept him on at about a million a year salary, reportedly. Now, Tinkoff Bank, uh, just a little bit about that, and Olog Tinkoff, which is actually Tinkoff, O-V, and the bank is Tinkoff, O-F-F. Okay, so just a little bit on the, the Tinkoff Bank. Uh, itself and the Tinkoff Credit Services, which was the namesake of this team uh, once it was purchased in, in 2013. So Tinkoff, the bank, was a uh, was something that had no branches. It was totally online. He enlisted the help of uh, Boston Consulting Group to see if that kind of a bank would work in Russia. They determined that it would. Olog Tinkoff invested $70 million and he, and he built this this business, actually modeled it after Capital One, the U.S. bank, which is a similar bank, you know, of course, that offers credit card services and uh, really is just now 
having branches come up and you see the commercials with people talking about having coffee and branches and things like that. So we modeled it after that. Capital One in America made Tinkoff Bank. And it was, by all accounts, a pretty successful bank. So Tinkoff in 2013 took over the team. Uh, ownership, Bianca Reese stayed on. And throughout the time that, that Tinkoff and Bianca Reese were there, there was kind of um, a brewing, potentially power struggle, battle, and there was kind of a question of whether Bianca Reese was really still into cycling in the way that he was before. Of course, he, like many people of that era, sort of constantly had drug um, accusations swirling around him. He, you know, of course, won in 96. He raced a few years after that and then retired and did extremely well with Tyler Hamilton as the team leader in 2003. Of course, Tyler Hamilton finished fourth, but then ended up leaving and going to Phonak. He did well with Carlos Sastra, you know, won that year with, with, with him and, and CSC, but again, that was 2008. And so by this time, you know, in the 2010s and on, uh, there was a question of whether he was still invested at the level that people thought he should be. And there's a funny story that I believe is in uh, Cycling News, but it's reported many other places as well, that in the 2010 Tour de Suisse, a rider went back to the team car. You know, of course, the team cars follow the race. The team directors stay in the team car. They're the chief strategist. They have the race on the TV. They have sort of all the data at their hands. And, you know, they could talk on the radios to the team, to the team that's, that's racing and, and that kind of stuff. And a rider comes back to the team car in the back. Bianca Reese is there. He comes back to get some direction. And Bianca Reese is there with headphones on watching the West Wing on a laptop in the, in the car while the, while the race is going on. So that's a famous story, and, and people love to joke about that. But there was that kind of stuff going on. So there was this kind of question and kind of situation where people were questioning whether Reese was still totally in it with his heart. Uh, that was, of course, this incident that I just described was in 2010. Then in 2013, Tinkoff makes this uh, purchase of the team. And just as a note, in 2013, the Tinkoff Bank actually also went public and raised $1.1 billion dollars in public funds and you know potentially that was uh an impetus or you know there there was there was an alignment of Bianca Reese not being able to find these sponsors and Tinkoff Bank credit services etc uh whatever you want to you know it was called credit services and then it was called bank later on but Tinkoff credit services went public on the London uh stock exchange and they received 1.1 billion in funds in that going public transaction right around that time Tinkoff purchased the the Tinkoff team again for this 4.5 to 6 million euros reportedly but again there's there's a there's an obligation going forward in terms of paying the riders paying Reese as I mentioned paying Reese million dollars a year anyway so in 2013 he purchased the team Reese was the head of the team still the CEO still in charge etc and there's this kind of question of whether he's totally involved just by several different accounts. And this all kind of comes to a head in the 2015 and the Turiano Adriatico race where, you know, Olaf Tinkoff arrives. He asks, where's Reese? Can't find Reese. He's not there. He finds out he went to eat at a different restaurant, a restaurant that the team didn't go to, et cetera, was out having dinner. Tinkoff was not happy. Called, called him to come back. They, they had a discussion. He said, you can't be doing this, et cetera, et cetera. 
they got into some kind of a tiff and Reese was suspended, you know, in the, in the 2015 Milan San Remo for the Milan San Remo race. And then eventually was out. Um, so Reese was out. Uh, and then as with cycling in so many, situ- so many cases, you know, shortly thereafter, you know, there was a question of where, who is his replacement going to be? What's going to happen around in, in 2015 going into that 2016 season, Saxo bank was out as a sponsor, according to Tinkoff. They couldn't really bring any real money forward, so Saxo Bank was out. Tinkoff was the main sponsor, comes in in 2016 uh, as the main sponsor, and then you know just shortly thereafter announces that that will be the last season that he will be the sponsor. He's going to sell the team and exit cycling. Now, according to Olag Tinkoff, he was putting in $20 million a year, and him and the bank combined to put in a total of 50 million euros throughout that throughout that time, 2013 through 2016. So, uh, and, and again, this team had incredible success and it's, it's kind of a, it's a, it's a question of the value, uh, in these teams. You know, you see Reese having all of this success over many, many years. And again, there's really not a lot there to sell constant sponsorship struggles. This is a reoccurring theme. And, you know, Olag Tinkoff had some, some having it out with the UCI and the ASO. The ASO, of course, is the private company that controls the Tour de France, Dakar Rally, a couple of other things. You know, so he was trying to, in some ways, combat that and have that discussion, but it's constant. So does Jonathan Waters, so do all these people. There's a, there, all these uh, team owners. There's a constant struggle kind of with this UCI and ASO of how do we divide the money? How do we, how do we make the pot bigger for everybody? How do we do this? So anyway, back to back to Tinkoff. Shortly after coming into the sport in a big way, uh, he's out. And Reese, of course, there was questions of whether he would make a bid for the framework that was still left of that team, et cetera. That didn't happen. Uh, and of course, I'll I would kind of be remiss if I didn't mention that um, in March 2020, Olag Tinkoff was indicted by the U.S. Department of Justice and the IRS for alleged tax fraud. He had a dual citizenship, U.S. Russia, and renounced his his U.S. citizenship. and And according to the Department of Justice, in that process, uh, and in that renouncement, he had he had hidden a billion dollars of assets and income, according to the U.S. Department of Justice. and 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 he was in London at that time. And then following that March indictment, there would be a hearing in April for extradition to the U.S. to face those charges. All right, so that's a little bit about Tinkoff, about the Tinkoff's involvement in cycling. And again, we see this constantly. Again, there's the sponsorship model and the wealthy benefactor model. The Israeli startup is funded by a a billionaire, a Canadian-Israeli billionaire trying to you know, boost the image of Israel. Uh, but again, the economics of the sport, having a wealthy benefactor as your main source of capital and relying on a wealthy benefactor as your main source of capital is, of course, not fantastic. It's not necessarily sustainable. It, again, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a constant sort of revolving door of those coming in and, and leaving, and it doesn't leave a whole lot of equity you know, for those involved in the sport per se. So it's, it's, it's interesting. And, um, 
we'll we'll talk more about it. But again, just a little bit on the Tinkoff Pro Cycling team. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.